Welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz. <laughs> Told by Micah. Micah, how are we doing, bro? Good, 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 good. Crazy. Well, let's give a quick update to the people out there on our season. Uh, first off, it's going to be us, me and you. So I'll give an update for Joe eventually. But Micah, how's your season going, man? It's going well. We have two games left, two regular season games left. We are fighting to stay in eighth place. We're currently in eighth place by six points. Um, but the team that is. A game behind, two games behind us. Uh, have to play Zoxa, which is Eric Shoji's team, and Yastrembia. But after, in like, they kept pushing back the games. It's actually a lot of drama. Our club is not happy because they didn't reschedule the games they've missed because of COVID. Um, to try and let Zoxa <laughs> and Yastrembia, I guess, prep for Champions League and like recover from COVID or whatever the case may be. So now our playoffs, instead of being on ninth, are getting pushed back five days, I believe, or even longer oh, because they have to play Zoxa after Zoxa plays in the semis against Yastrumbia, and then they have to play Yastrumbia. And our club's not happy because at that point, those are the last two games that everyone will be waiting on, and Zoxa might be locked into their position, and Yastrumbia might be locked into their position. In which case, because it's like the day after their semi-game and right before playoffs, both teams might play their backups and rest their starters, which would mean that Gdansk would have a better chance of winning and then kicking us out of the playoffs. So our club had like written a letter saying that this is not fair play because they didn't reschedule the games when they had a bunch of opportunities to do so. And now because of that, they might have like a better chance of beating the top two teams in the league because they might not have to play their starters. And you think that strongly worded letter is going to be going to do anything? It's not going to do anything, though, for sure. They've already scheduled the dates that they're going to play them. It's kind of gnarly for Zoxa and Yastrembia, though, because they play, I think, on the 9th or the 8th they play, and then on the 9th, Gdansk will play Yastrembia, and on the 10th they'll play Zoxa. So they're going to be playing back-to-backs. And if they win either of those matches, they're... they're no, they need to... So they're six points behind us and two games behind us. Um, so we're going to play two more games. They're going to play two more games. Whatever the case may be, they're probably going to have to win one or two of those games to push us out. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It well, just depends on how how we do and how they do in these next two games. If we score more points than they do in these next two games, then we're automatically in because we're already two games ahead of them. Right. Um, and if we don't, then we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But, yeah, kind of a dicey situation. I know a lot of the guys on our team are not very happy about it. Um, well, just because think- those games usually, if you're playing Zoxa and you're Shemit in the middle of the season, you're trying to steal a point. Like it's, yeah. Zox has lost two games. Um, Game and Yashemi has lost two games, games or matches. They lost to Belhatov and and Radom. Radom, they didn't they didn't play their starters in the beginning, and they kind of got stuck trying to save the match, and they couldn't. That's the worst. And then 
uh, Belhat have just served really well. And Yastrembia, I think, has lost t- two matches too. So it's really difficult to beat them. And is the club happy with you guys? Yeah, they're definitely happy with us. Um, like, I don't know if I've said that before, but like before the season, we were in all the press where the team that were gonna, was going to get relegated and was going to be in last place and trying to stay alive and just stay in the plus Liga. Mm-hmm. And now we're six points ahead of Gdansk and looking to make the playoffs, which is really, really difficult to do in in uh, the plus Liga. So right. everyone's really happy with the season, especially because we've had a lot of health issues, like a yeah. lot, um, as everybody has, but we've had – we hit COVID at a really bad time in the first round and – um, we missed like three games that we definitely had a high chance of competing in. Like the teams that we were fighting with, we missed all those games and we just been injury plagued a little bit. But brutal. They're happy. Well, with you guys us. are here now. That's good. Well, I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Are you happy with your playing or what? Uh, not super, but I'm also not disappointed. Just because like we're winning, so. I could do. I could be playing better, but we're finding so. ways to win. I think just my setting could be a little bit more consistent. Um, but at the end of the day, you can't play your best game all the time. You just got to find ways to win, and we've been finding ways ways to win. So I'm happy with that. That's true. That's true. I always kind of, for me, I always be a bit. I always like kind of to relearn over here how I like to like like the small things. You'd be like, okay, like. You gotta realize that these guys are professionals you're going up against. This is not like just D one college where you're like, okay, every pass that I touch, what ninety percent of it to be perfect or something. Right, like that. you know right. what I'm saying? You got guys back there just bombing surf sometimes, you know, <coughs> and then and, and that's just something that I kind of had to learn as well. That like, okay, sometimes even you're gonna, especially in my first year and everything, you're gonna get aced or whatever. So just like, for sure, be, being less perfectionism based and more like, yeah. I'm just competing and trying to win. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I think which is which is really nice. I feel like here, like there's this whole argument in the states of like, I don't exactly. I think it's growth mindset, and and what's the other one? Fixed, fixed, Fixed. yeah, and fixed mindset, and I think that there's benefits to both. Yeah, Um, because Uh. growth mindset, you're like I know that there's a huge push for it in, in the states, but then you find yourself like not competing. Yeah, like you get very internal and like you find ways to beat yourself instead of like here it's very fixed like they don't care about anything else but winning and it helps you you're focusing on like finding ways to win and it's not going to be perfect but you you remember how to compete again right you know and like growth mindset sometimes you get stuck in the growth mindset when you're supposed to just be competing and you find yourself like working on things in a match, and you're like, "Why am I working on this? Like, I'm supposed to be trying to win." Right. Or, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, 100%. so there's a balance. You have to be able to just turn turn off the growth mindset and just try and win when it matters. Dude, that's so true. Because also, like, I also realized I stopped as a libero, as a setter. I don't think you can really do this as much. But as libero, I stopped looking at like my stats, like personal. I stopped like I used because I used to base like my value or anything like stuff like stuff off mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So I stopped doing that. And I, I never liked looking at the stats. I think yeah, like before I used to be like, okay, you know this, and I used to be like, and and I was always like, 
I was always pretty high up in the leaderboards and whatnot of stuff, and it'd just be like, oh, game bad. I'll be like, oh, the bad. I'd be like, what the, f-? like, sorry, mom. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about, Gates? Like, who, like, who gives a shit? Like, I never used to be like that, but I think also this is what I also learned about myself, and this is something that I've really thought about a lot. And also, I haven't really given an update on my season. We're in playoffs right now. We just won our first uh, playoff match yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. And if we Sick. win, yeah, yeah. So if we win uh, on Saturday, then we're through the semis, and this is the team's first year in the first league, so they're beyond ecstatic. <coughs> um, nice. And if we, yeah, so that'd be really cool. But there's a two week break after. What position did you finish in? We finished in fourth. Okay, so you're playing. It's four versus five. There's eight yeah, teams in the playoff. Five. Eight teams, yeah. Nice. Okay. So you're in a so, good spot. Dude, we were like in with like four or three, four games to go. We were in seventh place. Oh, so you hit a hot streak at the end. <laughs> we had a hot streak and people hit a low streak. We were like, let's go. Yeah, that's it. And then, and so so that's where we are. <laughs> and I'll be honest, like part of me was like, ooh. And this is, all right, there's, I'm, I'm about to open up a can of worms right here with this. Uh, there's two things I want to talk about. One, right before I gave an update. And two, right now, is like, before I used to be like, oh, you know, if we lose, you know, then maybe I get to go home or something or whatever. But then and I just kept thinking about that. I was like, oh, I could be home in five days or I could blah, blah, blah. But then I stepped in the court and I saw Yeah, it. when you're on the court. Yeah. And then you're like, and I was like, what the fuck? Gage, that's like, I was like, Gage, shut the fuck up. Like, like, there's no way you can like, obviously like we're a low key Cinderella story of things, you know, first year and all that stuff. So it's like, and then like, this is like the team, although it's not, may not be the same, like whatever, may not have same connections that I have with past teams, but this is this is your team, and these are your boys you've been fighting with all season. You can't just be like, oh, you know, if we lose. You know. I was like, that's not part of you. You're not, a, you're not a fucking loser. Like, don't go out there and just, like, think that, you know? No, there's, um, a, there's a double-edged sword to a lot of these things that, like, put at the end of the year, playoffs and all of that kind of stuff, it's like the better you do, the longer you're in Europe. And there's definitely times where you're, like, off the court, you're like, whoo, like – it's a win-win. Yeah. Like either way, if we exactly. do if we do lose, I get to go home, and if we if we do win, then we're having a great year, and it's like it's always nice to win. But then when you step on the court, like I've always never had an issue like not turning off my just I just want to win. Yeah, and absolutely. I've had it where on a team before uh, there was like three of us that wanted to win, and the rest of the team that didn't. And we were fighting so hard to try and win. It was so funny. And we thought it was like, because we were all really good friends on the team. Um, but on the court, like, there was I, very specific moments where, yeah, there was like a complete split on the team of people that like really weren't trying at all and were just like ready to go home and people that were giving their all because it was playoffs, which is pretty funny. Dude, yeah, you got to, I mean... It's just oh, we have a freaking two week break after the quarters. Like if we take care of business in here, yeah. Wh- but why do they do that? Because the young guys have to go. And there's a big, there's a lot of young guys in the uh, league who are younger, and they have a training for the European Championships and maybe a qual- quick small qualifying tournament as well. Got it. Two weeks, so they. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding. And there's a th- that young Bulgarian guy for Long Beach State. Mm-hmm. Is he no. on that young? Yeah, he's the best team. He's, their best he's player. the he's their best player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But he's not. He's not. He's not coming. And I remember he's not coming back for that. And okay. I, I told him at the beginning of the season. I was like, Bobby, like Bobby Arsetter's on the young team. And I was like, Okay. 
It's like, Bobby, he's not coming back for that. I'm just letting you know. Like, I know college volleyball, and I know just like that's just, that's just like not going to happen. Yeah, that's not high on their importance list. Yeah. So, all right. So, this is <coughs> this is one thing I want to describe with you, or the can of worms. So, and I talked about, I think we talked about last podcast, like when we did a Q&A, or no, two podcasts ago. I can't remember. And I talked about, like, comparing yourself is the worst thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that I did is I always, like, all my life, I've been fortunate enough to be, like, toward, like, better end of players and, and, and whatnot. And I always have been, like, praised and everything. And, like, so I always knew, okay, I was good from myself and from, uh, like, I knew it, right? Mm-hmm. So, then I go overseas, and then, obviously, I, you hit, like, a brick wall of, like, you learn all this stuff at once, right? All this stuff, like, yeah, this, uh, and then a bunch of here and like said, crazy yelling, crazy stories and whatnot. Yeah. And so one thing that I always used to do is I always used to be like, okay, like, like, oh, I would always be like, oh, but like I'm a young player and like, and as I even like when I turned like 23, I was like, oh, I'm like getting older, so I don't have that excuse of being a young player or something like that. And, I'm, and like I would, I would mentally hide behind that, like 100, percent like, because I always have been the young player. You know, right. So then I'd start like looking at other players, and I'm like, oh, they're, I don't know, like 21, 22, 20, and they're like doing this or doing this. And I used to like, compare myself, and I yeah. always be like, oh, I'm like, oh, but like I'm a young player. Like I, I'd be like scared of getting older because I'm like, oh no, like like cause then I can't hide behind. And I'm like, but then you kind of kind of think about it, and that was kinda, I think of a lack of confidence when I first came here. Because when I first came here, the first like couple months were a little brutal to be honest. But then I kind of caught my footing and whatnot, and I caught more of who I am and start playing like that. And it was just kind of just funny, just something that I kind of realized is like, I kind of had a mental like that I had, I don't know, my block, but something that I hid behind. I was like, oh, I'm just like a young player or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's just something that I always went back to. I was curious if you ever had something like that before. And probably not. But for me, that's just kind of what I did. Yeah, I think we all cre- <laughs> we all create some like, we all have some methods in our head to protect and rationalize right. and justify our mistakes or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh, but at least like this is my first year overseas or we're all creating right. these small excuses in our head. One of them could be that we're young players or whatever the case may be, which is also interesting because we're not that young anymore. I know, I know. And it's interesting to see like we are, changing, but we aren't. The changing are, of the guard is happening though. Where, like, all of these top leagues, you're starting to see 25, 24-year-olds, like, take up really big positions. Um, like, in the Plus Liga, I didn't realize that a lot of these guys aren't that old. Like, Schlifka's yeah. not that old. I think he's, like, 25, 20, maybe 26. Um, that that Zoxa team, their middle's 23. Um, Eric, Dave are obviously on the older side. Janus, their setter's... 26 maybe like they're they're like we're starting to to come into the ranks um which is also really cool to see Uh, 100%, 100%. but i think also what's interesting sorry to cut you off no 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 is just the path that you take as a player it's a little bit like a full circle because when you're young you are mentally like in the best place you're going to be as a, as an athlete, I think because you're clueless and you're ignorant. 
And like that's like the the highest level of like you can't beat that because you're like you don't even realize the problems that are to be had or the things to even think about. You're just playing. And then right. you yeah. then you gain like awareness. And I think awareness right. is a huge it's really important and it allows for the a lot of growth, but it also is a big cause of like mental health issues in America is actually awareness. Like ignorance, people with ignorance, yeah, people with ignorance, they don't even have the ability to be sad about a problem because they don't realize the problem even exists and they're not busy thinking about it. And then when you have like a higher level of intelligence or not necessarily intelligence, but awareness about an issue, that's when you can become hindered by it and it actually gains power over you. And I think in my experience, that's kind of like the middle phase of your athletic career. Yeah. And then you're starting to like let that awareness be more of a tool um, than it is a hindrance. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at. I don't know if I don't know if you're in the same place because I sh- I shouldn't compare, but no, pers- yeah. personally I think it's like a bell curve, but an opposite one. We're like you're at the beginning you're you're a genius. You play based off instincts, like you're ignorant, like you you're legit, and then you start like realizing certain things and being becoming aware of a lot, and you start to take a little bit of a down hill trend and then you can start to pick yourself up again and for me that was coming overseas Mm -hmm. and like learning a lot of these these lessons you need to learn yeah no i feel like i'm more on the rock i don't feel like i've hit my really my footing quite quite as much as i want to in certain areas yes (laughs) but as a whole definitely not because i've gotten better like i'm the best player that i have been but like i'm not playing d1 college volleyball anymore i'm playing on a world scale now, like world stage. So well, it's like, not It's not necessarily that your level of play has to coincide with your where you are mentally, you know? Yeah. The me- but at least you're, is not are you on the uptrend? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And I think overseas allows you to do that a lot more than um, college, as, as we all know. If you've gone overseas, you just start figuring mm. stuff out on your own and – because your whole life encompasses that. It's not like you got to figure stuff yeah. out on and off the court. So it's like, I realized, I also realized like the small things on, not as much off the court. There's not as much off the court, but so there are some off, like the small ticks that I do like to, to help cope with like, a yeah, to help, to help cope with like everything that may be going on or whatnot. And it's like what some, are some of them? <laughs> I kick my, I drag my foot a lot. If I overpass a ball. It's like, oh, it's like, no, when I drag my foot a lot or I say, I hate, or I like, or I just, I also like, don't look people in the eye as much too. Yeah. Like, I also don't That's look definitely in the a thing. Much. So when you're like low confidence, you're, you're not going to look people in the eyes as much. I think yeah. there was a couple things I did last night. I forget. I forget what I did. I forget what I did, but there's just some stuff that I realized. I'm like, oh yeah. I well, there's another hot topic that I just thought about before we hopped on the podcast. Um, I saw Andrew Scholes talk about it 
Uh, and I'm a big fan of Andrew Schultz. And oh, it, yeah. this is that woman's uh, swimmer. Which Have you heard about? One? Yes. The one just destroying. <laughs> like, <coughs> what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I don't, not the biggest fan, you know, I don't think that in terms of competing, I mean, there's a reason why you hear so many of these transgender athletes just destroying <laughs> records or winning, like, I mean, there's, it's not like, oh, it's, not, it's pretty obvious why, I mean, yeah. so I'm, I'm, and then you see like, and, and you see a lot of these, a lot of these competitors, and they put on Twitter, they say after the the world, they trained their whole lives for this, and now someone who's transitioned is now, you know, for sure, physically uh, not on equal playing field. So I mean, and right? So it's just it's messed up in my mind. Like, and, no, and, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. I agree. I think I've always, when I was young, I remember I used to get so upset. Um, because the intermediate basketball team for boys would practice like on this blacktop. And sometimes we'd not get the practice if it's raining or like all these different things. And the intermediate girls, for some reason, got the gym. And I was mm. so mad. And I was like, we need to play them for it. We need to play them <laughs> for it. I love like, playing stuff. Oh, oh yeah. man, I used to get so upset. I've come a long way, obviously, but I used to get so upset. And then I remember being a male volleyball player, you're like title nine does not work for us, right? Title nine works against us pretty heavily. And you'd see like girls that wouldn't even make the the varsity team getting full rides. And then you'd see guy and I get it because we are a lower level of athlete than the top male athletes like the top male athletes Mm. are playing american football and basketball right like those guys are just another level but i think you you could definitely do that though but still to still to see like people that aren't even on their varsity team at their high school getting full rides and guys that are top 10 in the nation like having to take out loans and stuff like that i used to get really upset about that as well i still do um i'm less upset about it but I just don't like when – also, oh, I have so much to say about this. But say it. we can leave it at that. I've come a long way. I think it should be separate. I used to get like, oh, okay, why don't we just – like when, when women come out like in the WNBA and like Brittany Griner who was like, I could beat DeMarcus Cousins or like when they were talking about – I think it's Tyler – Johnson is that his name? A guy, a player for the Heat. They were like, "This guy's no, making no. this amount of money," and the WNBA was all mad about it and was oh, like, yeah. "We could beat this guy." That just infuriates me because it's like that's just not logical. That's just not correct. That's just not correct. And like, also, if you're not understanding how business works, like, if the WNBA made money, they could pay you that money. But they can't just summon this money out of nowhere and just give you the money if no one's coming to watch the games. That's why we don't get paid as much as NBA players because we're not LeBron James and people don't come and watch us play. And we're not complaining and saying, like, we should get a million dollars because we get that money has to come from someplace. Right. Like, you don't just get to just say what you think you're worth and then just get it. Like, no, it – 
it's a business at the end of the day. It's a business. And if the WNBA or Plus Liga is not making that money, then you can't ask for it. Right. So that also infuriated me. Do you think – that's a good question. I hear a lot of – you could, I mean, there's good money to make in volleyball, but you, there obviously, for example, it, it's just the lines, or how do I put this? It's just the tiers are, for, let's say if you're an NBA, NFL, everybody, practice squad, doesn't matter to me, make it a really solid living, right? Yeah. But, right, but volleyball, you have to hit like a certain tier before you're like, okay, you're making a solid living, you know? 100%. Um, so it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't think volleyball players. You hear a lot of all players like, oh man, like there's not a, not a lot of money, but you don't hear them complaining that there, there's not that there should be more. No, not that like I hear what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like we realize because like because we get it. We get, you, at the end of the day, you 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 can't be like <laughs> lost in your own reality. Like you have to know the yeah. reality of things is what it is. Yeah, and we're not like I don't want to feel like come out like we're coming out women or anything like that or anything like, like we're not, but we're just like. That's basically just how we feel about things, and well, that's what right. I guess is another point of the of the swimmer is like you just. I think we have to keep some eye on the truth and like biological things to keep them a little bit separate because the lines are getting blurry, and not to say that that's bad, and things can always change, but it is important in some aspects. Everyone just make it so there's no gender. Go out there and go well, that's through. that's one argument I had for Title Nine. I was like, why don't we just have like one basketball team? If we're all, if we want true equality, and we think that men and women are like the exact same, we should just have like the UCLA volleyball team, like yeah. not men's or women's. We could just have a volleyball team, and we'll yeah. just see who makes it. It was just, I think that we don't we don't get as infuriated as much because because we're not in college anymore. But when I was in college. I would go at it. I just like I just go. Sometimes I just go. <laughs> I just go to these games out of fury, just like just to like random, just random like whatever they are, just <laughs> random events. Just just ride by on my moped. I'm like full ride, full ride, full ride, full ride, full ride. Not gonna touch the court. Not gonna see anything. Like it just yeah, like, that is it true. It just seeing stuff like that. I'd be furious. I mean furious. And just like looking at some of these people on the rosters, I'm just like, you've got to be kidding. Me. There was a hilarious moment. Where uh, our men's soccer team was really good and our women's soccer team was really good. And I was close with both of the teams. And uh, the men's soccer team had lost the game. And they didn't. They never like <coughs> won a national championship. And I think that they were kind of supposed to. They were like, they had a lot of talent. And the women's team was like playing really well. And we were walking through Westwood, and one of the girls tells the guy, like, you guys need to do this, and you guys need to do this. Like, you guys aren't playing well and all this stuff. And the guy's like, don't ever tell me how to play soccer. And she's like, what did you say? And they had this huge argument, and he had told me that apparently the U.S. women's national team had played. Yeah, had scrimmaged, like, these, like, 14-year-old boys and lost, like, 6-0 or something ridiculous. And he was like, dude, this is like, it's not even close. That's like, true. It's not even close. You guys scrimmaged like guys that were in high school or middle school and they won the World Cup and lost. And so. That's true. Not, and this is, this is not just to like destroy 
women's sports in any way. It's just it goes both ways. There's definitely a handful of sports that women are going to be at way better than men for sure. Which sports? Gymnastics. Ooh, I've said that. I've uh, been way better at gymnastics at certain events yeah, for sure. First, yeah, women's gymnastics. The men are maybe better for like just legit strength of stuff. Like women's gymnastics like, is next level. It is pretty ridiculous. There's other sports too. Yeah, that's um, a good point. That's a good point. But <coughs> the sports that we're talking about aren't really, I say, aren't Olympic sports rather than big and, you know, or I don't know. I don't know. We're talking about all sports, so what do I know? But no, I get, I get the point that you're making. Although some people may come after us now, Micah. They might be like, these guys hate women, blah, blah, blah. And let them. We'd love to have the open conversation. That's why we have the podcast. Yeah, it's definitely baby. Not that I hate women. I just, I think that there's an important, like, reality that you have to accept absolutely you know absolutely that's just truth that's true it's not like that we're trying to be right or wrong this is true because we'll take the truth over anything like if you say women are better at gymnastics and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna just be like no like you know what i mean like if you are you are and that's that's what's nice about being a men's volleyball player is that your ego doesn't get too big because you play men's volleyball (laughs) and you can kind of just be like we don't deserve to make what NBA players make. 100%. That's 100%. Just, and, and we're think, not out here saying that we should. Dude, that's the thing. Like, we're on the same, like, as a lot of, like, for example, we're on the same level as WNBA. A lot of WNBA stars, they come over here. In fact, they make... Yeah, and women's volleyball good. is a lot bigger than men's volleyball. And, and I yeah. get it. It's a little bit more entertaining with rallies and there's a bigger, like, pull for Spandex, let's be honest. A lot of guys watch girls for the sexual aspect of it. That, too. And not us. That makes just sense. Just saying. And I think the women, larger male audience. Somebody had told me that I think the women's salary is on average higher than men's, Gotta but I'm not be. positive. Yeah, well, think about it in these foreign countries, too. Yeah. And I mean, our women's USA team is pretty ridiculous. And they did just win. They are very, very, very good. So they're hipping now. What about our men's team? How's our men's team, Micah? That's a great question. I don't know what our big... men's team is going to look like. We're going to find out. That's true. Oh, um, what about to say? We uh, uh, next pot is it next podcast? Next podcast. We have a very big reveal about summer plans, reveal Team USA stuff, and and whatnot. But for that, we'll wrap that it right? up here. That is right. That's correct. Actually, that is correct. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. That's news to me. <laughs> well, it's going to be news to everyone in about seven days. So perfect. Right. <laughs> We're not seven days, but. Yes. Yeah, eight yeah. days. Eight days. All right. All right. Well, I just want to give a quick shout out to Manscaped. Make sure you use the promo code. Volleyball's all cap. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure you shout out to Dr. Price Electrolytes. Add some 20, 20% off. Link in the bio. And again, if you want to support the boys, click that link in the bio for that merch and get yourself all merged up. Micah, thanks for hopping on, brother. Yes, sir. And just remember, if you can't handle the truth, if you can't handle the heat, goddamn kitchen. This has been oh, another Jesus episode Christ. presented by Out of System. <laughs>